Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to introduce Gary from the United States, who takes LDN for MS. Thank you for joining me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. So, could you tell us when you first started to experience MS symptoms? Oh, that is difficult because I think I have probably truly had it for 20 years. I'm almost 60, mm-hmm. and I was diagnosed last May, um, right before I turned 59. So I've had almost a year, an actual official diagnosis. But actually, I had some shoulder problems back in 2008, and it had a um, a shoulder x-ray, and they saw lesions on my neck, um, cervical spine, and said that it looked like a demyelinating disease. What's a demyelinating disease? Well, it could be MS. Freaked me out. They mm. decided they were just going to look at it because they didn't know what it was, and I was having zero symptoms. When I look back on it, I'd actually been diagnosed with Meniere's syndrome, which is an inner ear disturbance. Mm-hmm. In actuality, it was MS symptoms. So actually being diagnosed a little less than a year, but I had all of the symptoms. Um, I'd been going to a chiropractor because I'm, I'm an athlete and a jock, and I was a waitress a long time ago. And if you know anything about waitressing, it's a very physical job. And if you don't go to a chiropractor, you don't do it very long. And it always had my neck adjusted. And I had kept complaining for the last year about feeling like the nerves in my back along my shoulder and right down my spine. I felt like I was plugged in all the time, that, that my nerves were always humming. I've been itching terribly and creepy, crawly feeling that everybody talks about with MS. I realized that's what I was experiencing. And I'd actually been feeling these things for years, uh, toe numbness, um, numbness on my fingers, all that kind of stuff. But I just put that off to I played tennis on a hard court, and I'd just been beating my body up, and that was just part of it. So the eye twitching and a case of trigeminal neuralgia is what, in last May, actually took me to the doctor Um had an MRI, they found lesions in my brain, they saw those lesions in my neck again that I had had four years previously and said, ah, you have MS and you need to go get a lumbar puncture and you need to get on these drugs and then walked out of the room. And I'm freaking out again thinking I'd heard this four years ago, why weren't we doing something about it four years ago? So... Basically, um, when I looked into the crab drugs, the you know the Copaxin—I don't even know how to pronounce them. I never had to take them, thank God. Um, when I looked into them, they looked awful, and the side effects. And everybody was talking about them on the internet. And which do you take? Do you go in for infusions? Do you take steroids? And I've always been a health nut all my life, and I didn't want to do that. So. In my research, um, I heard about LDN on the Internet, and people kept talking about <clears throat> the fact that it really helped their MS symptoms, plus it was helping with pain. Well, in August, after I had been diagnosed in May, I had the worst 
trigeminal neuralgia attack of my life, and it was unrelenting for two weeks. It was, it was like a, a toothache that had gone horribly wrong and affected the whole side of my head, and, mm. and it wouldn't stop. And there was nothing that, um, nothing that cut the pain, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I called my neurologist hysterical on a Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and I said, can I up the meds? They gave me a seizure med. Um, can I up this med and take more? Because nothing is cutting it. I, I don't know what to do. And, and the nurse who answered the phone said, well, nobody's here. It's Friday afternoon. Everybody's gone. I said, you're open till 5 o'clock. Mm. Who, is this, who is the doctor? And she said, I'm sorry. They're all gone. Um, you'll have to go to ER. We'll call you back Monday. I said, you're joking. I said, I'm in trouble right now. I can't even drive myself to the ER. I am home alone. You really have no opinion. And she said, no, you have to call back and hung up on me. So, yeah, I know. So, needless to say, when she called back on Monday, I told her exactly what I thought of her caring attitude and said that I was going to get my records and go to somebody else. It was hard to get into that neuro all the time anyway. And I was, was talking to his PA, never hint, his PA, always his PA. Mm-hmm. So this isn't what I wanted at all. I, I started with the eye twitching, and it was starting to, to interfere with reading. And I, more and more I started to hear about LDN, and I did call the neurologist back and say, listen, I have all this information about LDN, told him all about it, gave him information, they called me back in two hours and said, uh, no, now Trexon cannot be used for MS. It's used for drug addicts. Did you know that? And I said, yes, I know that. It's called low-dose naltrexone for a reason. And she cut me off and she said, no, you need to use. And then she spouted off, you know, the cancer drugs again. And I said, absolutely not. So in the meantime, my chiropractor, who is holistic, put me... Um, onto a holistic doctor near where I worked. And she said she knew someone else who had been on LDN for MS with this doctor. Got into this doctor, and the first thing she said when she looked at me, she goes, why are you here? And I told her I was interested in going on LDN for MS, and she goes, well, let's just try this. And we discussed it together. She's wonderful. She's done all kinds of testing, if you know anything about MS that is affected by all kinds of things, diet, um, metal poisoning, food sensitivities, uh, candida, all of which I have, all of which I didn't know. It's like one big mystery that I'm solving. But with the LDN from the first week I started taking it, the pain started to diminish and within a month it was gone. And the eye twitching was gone. The, the the constant plugged-in feelings, my back was gone, the severe itching to where I would scratch where I bleed is gone. And did you know that itching is a precursor to pain? So all those nerves that were itching were about to go into full-fledged pain. So I feel like I dodged a bullet with LDN that the pain could have been absolutely 100,000 times worse if mm-hmm. I had not started on it when I did. Well, that's the beginning story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else would you like to add? Um, the thing people have to realize with LDN, and I see this constantly when I'm reading, is that there are a lot of things that trigger disease. 
and you and I have discussed other people's stories that you read. I am very fortunate because I am still a very involved athlete. Uh, I play tournament tennis at my age four, five, sometimes six days a week. And, yeah, I have to be careful. I, I do get fatigued. I don't really know if that's because I'm 60 and I'm playing singles matches that are two and a half hours long and I'm tired and the girl I played was 30 years old <sighs> or if it's my MS. I've always been a very good athlete, but all my life I've always unconsciously, interestingly enough, done things to help myself to ward off a lot of the symptoms of the MS that I've had. Uh, one thing that's very good for inflammation and fighting inflammation is chiropractic adjustment to the neck. And I don't know if you've heard people talking about that. Mm-hmm. So with, tri- yeah, with trigeminal neuralgia, it is an inflammation of the trigeminal nerve in your neck. So if you have inflammation on top of that, plus that nerve is inflamed, adjusting so the inflammation lessens is a good idea. And this is something that I had been doing instinctively because I wanted to remain an athlete at my age and because even though insurance wasn't going to cover it, I knew it was a good way to keep myself healthy. Uh, I've always eaten well. I don't drink pop. Um, I don't drink excessively. Uh, I've always eaten well. I, I eat fairly raw. I mean, I do do some processed food and stuff, but since the MS diagnosis and the blood work I've had, I found that I've had candida, so I'm trying to do more of a yeast-free diet. I've addressed that and and actually taken meds for that. And LDN does not work well if you do not address as many problems as you have having MS. It's a constant fight of inflammation. Um, MS often is a reaction to years of putting your body through some kind of stress, whether it be leaky gut and your body is constantly in an inflamed state, dealing with food, being where it's not supposed to be, or dealing with food allergies, and you continue to eat the food and continue to inflame your body, at some point the immune system is so overwhelmed that that's when you end up with other opportunistic disease, and MS is sort of a natural progression to that point because your immune system is so weakened, Mm -hmm. and it does attack itself because it's not working properly. So to me, LDN works on disease the way common sense tells you you should be looking at disease, which is strengthening the very system that keeps you well all your life anyway, rather than the way that modern medicine looks at treating MS, which is, um, oh, it's an overactive immune system. Let's kill it so it can't be overactive, but but let's kill everything else in your body along with it. What a, what a crazy way to look at things. Mm. And it's kind of sad. It, it's interesting that a drug is, is actually our miracle, but how smart that it's, that somebody figured out that at a low dose, it enhances a, a natural response in your body to help yourself. I, it's fascinating to me how they even, I mean, I know the story of how it all happened, but it's, it is like a miracle when you think about it. <laughs> certainly is. 
So I would imagine that you tell everybody about LDN that you would never stop taking it. I absolutely try to tell everyone I can, but there is a very closed mind for people that are on a drug that they have side effects with and they don't want to rock the boat, so to speak. And even though they are, they have some debilitation, maybe they're on Capaxin and they like it, even though they don't like their body's reaction to it, they don't want to hear about LDN. Mm -hmm. So I have to kind of go around the side (laughs) and just stay friends with them and let them know that I'm happy and healthy. And at some point, if they're not feeling well, maybe they will come to me and say, what do you suppose LDN would work for me? Because I'm in kind of a weird position. I, I can have the, the extreme illness that a lot of you have had. I didn't end up in a wheelchair. I didn't have the leg weakness, obviously, if I'm, if I'm a jock. My problems were strictly pain, at lots of it, and really severe. And that's what brought me to a neurologist because I thought it was a dental issue, which I'm sure you've heard time and time again, too, with trigeminal neuralgia. But, um, you know, I was convinced there was a nerve regenerating in my face from oral surgery I'd had 10 years ago. And you couldn't have told me otherwise. And to tell me that it was MS just blew my mind. But when you look at all the other symptoms that go with it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But I tell people online constantly. I'm, I'm in probably five or six different kinds of forums that are MS-related, LDN, whatever, and I try to jump in and tell my story, but a lot of times when people question me and find out that, you know, I, I don't have the level of debilitation they do, I've actually gotten called out on that and like, well, who are you to, to talk about, you know, MS, you don't have the same experience, you, you didn't suffer for 20 years like I did, well... No, I didn't. Aren't I lucky that I found LDN in the beginning when it, when it really, because there's people that have had exacerbation and nothing else happens to them for years and years and years. Mm. And they're not on any medication. They're not even on LDN and nothing happens to them. So obviously there are different, what, um, stages of MS. There's different severity of MS. It's different the way people react to it because of their own personal story or stresses or or body chemistry or makeup. But I I found that if I friend a lot of these people privately, the ones that are really like on the fence about LDN mm. and say, you know, listen, I have severe pain and just go from there. Yes. What it fixed for me, they're more interested in listening rather than, oh, I'm leading the full life and you know, I'm happily on the tennis court. I still have to be careful. I still have to take all my supplements. I still have I still have a restricted diet. I have to be very careful about what I eat because if I slip up, I, I actually do have some pain. I have to be careful. So, yeah, the LDN works, but you have to be smart about the rest of your life too. That's very interesting. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us, Gary. It was nice talking to you, Linda. It's always really nice talking to you. I hope we stay friends. Thank you. I'd like to introduce Hilary from England, who takes LDN for multiple sclerosis. Good morning, Hilary. Good morning. Could you tell me when you were diagnosed with MS? Uh, 
1990. And how old were you, Henry? 31. Okay. You're younger than me when I first had my... Uh... Sorry? You were a year younger than when I first started to get symptoms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what was your life like before diagnosis? Absolutely brilliant. Were you an active person? That exceptionally active. I worked full time. I'd got an 18-month-old baby. Very happily married. Um, a very, very busy life. Mm-hmm. And what, so it's a bit of a shock. Yes. What symptoms were you experiencing which led to your diagnosis? I had tingling in my little finger, which then became numbness, which spread to my hands. And that was the only symptom I had to begin with. And over a two-year period, I was tested, had various tests carried out. Then in the October, just before I was diagnosed, within 10 days, I went from wearing ridiculously high six-inch heels to being unable to walk without assistance. Oh, goodness. Very quickly. Yeah. And how did that affect your life, Hilary? Um, well, the job I had at the time, I drove all over the country. I averaged four and a half thousand miles a month. And luckily, I went into the hospital very quickly for a seven-day steroid treatment. And I said my objective was to come out of the hospital being able to walk without assistance and to be able to drive normally which I did do. The six-inch heels were out of the window. Right. And were you offered any medication? Um, I've been offered various things over the years, but I am very proud that I am drug-free. Right. Apart from LDN now, mm -hmm. I take absolutely nothing else. Okay. Over 22 years I've taken short spells of steroids three times and apart from that I've only ever had homeopathic treatment. Before you found LDN, yes. what would you have rated your quality of life on a score of 1 to 10 and 10 being the highest? Um, probably 8. So it was a good quality of life? I think, yes, I don't think it was a bad quality of life. Right, okay. And how did you hear about LDM? My sister met somebody who had been on LDM for seven years uh, with MS again, mm -hmm. uh, was in a very, very bad way seven years ago, and I as I understand it, although I've never met him, he now is back working part-time and walks with a stick, which initially was wheelchair-bound, doubly incontinent, very poor eyesight. So life seemed to have turned around.
So how did you manage to get a prescription? Would your own doctor prescribe it for you? My own GP, who's exceptionally supportive, said he knew nothing about it really and wanted me to see my uh, MS consultant, who I saw, who I explained my reasoning behind wanting to go on it. I was involved in the cannabis trials seven years ago with my consultant and he said he would, if I was willing to give it a go and keep in constant, constant contact with him, mm-hmm. then he was willing to support me. And so I started it last October and he gives me three monthly prescriptions and I saw him again last Monday and I said, although I'd love to say I'm up and running and registered for the London Marathon next year, <laughs> not quite true, but if anybody said to me, how do you feel? I feel stronger. I don't, I think that might be mentally stronger, but being mentally stronger, it then gives you the ability to feel stronger physically. Um, Although I'm in a wheelchair, I've got a computerized bike, I go to the Institute of Education every Thursday for exercises. They notice that I seem stronger which is interesting to see that other people can see a difference. Yes. Did you have any initial side effects? Sorry? Did you have any initial side effects? None at all. And how long would you say it took before you started to notice positive benefits? I would say possibly April time. So you're probably talking about, say, about six months. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very difficult to describe the benefits. It's just an inner feeling. Yes. But I think that's good because I think if you can feel stronger and more positive, yes. it's going to help anyway. So what would you say your quality of life is not like now if it was eight before? I think it's eight to nine now. Right. I think they're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say to other people who are thinking of trying LDN? Well, I think everybody's personal. I do feel that I have had those side effects. I believe if there are no adverse side effects, mm-hmm. I have got nothing to lose. I've only got things to gain. So I think it's worth trying. I carried on improving for 18 months, so hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll find yourself getting stronger. Um, Some people find, you know, their physiotherapists are actually able to get them to do far more than they were able to do before LDN. So it'd be interesting to see what you're like next year this time. Thank you for sharing your experience with us, Hilary.
I'd like to introduce Ian from England, who takes LDM for multiple sclerosis. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Could you tell me when you were diagnosed with MS? I was diagnosed with primary progressive MS in 99. Right. And had you had symptoms prior to that? I'd had symptoms, but we didn't know whether it was the MS or I'd had operations on my ears whether that affected it. So it took a little while to go through that. Okay. And how old were you when you were diagnosed? Uh, 56. Right. I think. Which is, which is quite late, isn't it, really? Oh, yes. Such a diagnosis. What impact did that have on your life? Well, it meant that the work I was doing, I was doing a self-employed engineer in fitting, which made it much too dangerous to do the job. Mm-hmm. And uh, overly, you know, it gradually got worse, and eventually I had to give up work, which is about 2002, I think, when I actually finished. Right. And what symptoms were you experiencing at that time? Mainly walking awkwardly, as old as drunk all the time, uh, weakness. Weakness and balance, mainly. Mm-hmm. And before you found LDN, what would you have rated your quality of life on a score of 1 to 10, 10 being the best? Well, comparing it with, like today, it would have been quite high, say, 9, 8, 9. Mm-hmm. You know, could get rank reasonably well then. Right. But now I'm, you know, things have gradually got worse. I'm in a wheelchair most of the time. Mm-hmm. Still try and be in independent as I can, but... Uh, yeah. So how did you hear about LDN? I heard about LDN from a friend that was taking it in Torquay. Then I started trying it, and I found it was very helpful. It, with mood, bladder, stiffness, it helped it all... Generally, everything felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And as I've been on different drugs from the hospitals and the consultant with LDN, uh, what I've done when I've had a new drug or whatever, something different, stopped my LDN for a week or two to see what effects I had and then restarted it. And I found that after the first 10 days, of stopping LDN, my legs would get stiffer and I had to run to the toilet more often. It, so I started again and I found that it, it's working. Oh, that's good. How did you manage to get a prescription for LDN? Would your own doctor prescribe it? Uh, no. I originally got my prescription from a doctor in Cheddar. I can't even think of his name now. But when he retired, or he was going to retire, from Dr. there David on... Dr. David Dalton, probably, was it? Sorry? Dr. David Dalton? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. you've got it. I couldn't remember it offhand. But since he has retired, Jeremy Hobart, my consultant at um, Torbay Hospital, has been giving me my prescriptions. Oh, that's good. Still mm-hmm. a private prescription, but he's actually prescribing it. Yes. Well, that's a help, isn't it? 
Oh, yes. So how long have you been taking LDN? I was trying to think about that earlier. I must have been taking about five, six years, I think. Oh, right. So uh, Quite a while, yes. Mm-hmm. So you think your quality of life is a lot greater taking LDN than it would be without? It definitely improves it, yes. Mm-hmm. Like I say, if I'm on different drugs, I stop the LDN to see whether the drug is suitable on its own. Or when I start LDN again, will I get an Im- improvement? And I do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's sort of I can run instead of walking, but it is definitely a more comfortable improvement. Yeah. What would you say to other people with primary progressive who are thinking of trying LDN? Well, personally, I would say try it for a couple of months. See how it, so, how it suits you. Because I think it affects everybody differently. Mhm. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us, Ian. No problems whatsoever. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.